Shaboopy. Recording now. Will la-di-da slap my knee and call me Nancy? Start the old Goldie and Friends podcast. A little revisit of a previous episode. The, uh, the baseball boys back at it again. Three dudes who feel like we know enough about baseball to talk about it on a regular basis. Figure we jump back on. Those of you who don't know, sitting next to me, one, one Kevin Holbert. He is here. The man, the myth, the weed whacker. <laughs> Hopefully his, your, your headache isn't bothering you too much today. Let me see. I'm doing great. I'm glad that you're here. And also, even funnier, uh, we'll, we'll try to get this done in time so you can go watch fake football. <laughs> are, are you Viva La Italia or are you uh, that is Team who, England? That is who I will be. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then uh, coming to us on the Zoomy all the way from beautiful Montgomery, Alabama. The man who drives on a regular basis a jet-powered lawnmower. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Nickel, diehard Braves fan. What's happening, buddy? What's up, fellas? So I think we should just address the elephant in the room. We knew we were going to suck this year. Yeah. What's going on with your Bravos, buddy? Well, what, one of of three teams who have not been over 500 so far this year um, had had a chance... Yeah, it's pretty shitty, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> um, to not even be over five hundred for one for one day, and then they hit five hundred last night. But you know, of course, we also lose Ronald Acuna Jr. to a devastating knee injury, and now today they start off the game in fine Braves fashion. Ian Anderson gives up a first inning three run homer, and the first six Braves in the lineup all strike out on their side of it. So I haven't even looked at the score since then. Oh, um, they playing today? The Marlins. So they, they, they reached 500 last night, had a chance to go over 500 today with a win and looks like they're down three, nothing four nothing now in the bottom of the third. And they still don't have a hit in the game. Oh, that is, uh, that is not good. I was going to say, I, I thought maybe you were going to say they were playing the Mets and it was going to be DeGrom, although they seem to handle DeGrom pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Gave him his worst start of the, uh, his worst start of the year. <clears throat> yeah. Doubled his, doubled his ERA. Oh, this is, this is great. So Pablo Lopez, I think it's Pablo Lopez pitching for Miami. He s- struck out all nine hitters first, first time through the lineup. Has that ever been done before? I don't know. I was getting ready to say. I've never even heard of that. The, all nine. The first. All, nine the first nine hitters all struck out. Oh, I mean, he didn't have a Kuna to throw at, so. It well, yeah. So there wasn't going to be a hit by pitch. Right. <laughs> but it's time. Yeah, he he. Man, that's impressive. On on 35, 35 pitches, thirty for strikes, just mowing guys down. Oh, it's uh, I don't want to make it worse. It just it's now four to nothing, Marlins. Uh, yeah, he's on first and third with nobody out. Yikes, that's crazy. Well, I think mm. one of the things we wanted to to make sure we talked about just because as we chat a little bit before this is just kind of the first half of baseball, how the major league baseball season's gone. Um, you know what we all kind of think in terms of maybe some you know half midseason awards and then playoff predictions. The good news is is none of the three of us have to worry about the playoffs probably. The, right. They, they still have a little maybe. bit of a chance. There's still a whole half of baseball to go. 
There is, but if this is any indication of how they're going to play in the second half, then it's – I don't have a whole lot of faith in it. I mean, it's hard to replace – well, you can't, you can't replace an MVP candidate in your lineup. I mean, that, that's he's, – he's everything to that, to that team offensively and defensively, really. Um, human highlight reel – I wouldn't be surprised if they turn into sellers at the deadline. They've got a bunch of guys on, on one-year deals or who, who are on expiring deals, um, whether it's Smiley or Morton. Or, oh, that's uh, You know, even, even out of the bullpen, I mean, you've got Shane Green, Chris Martin, even even Will Smith, if they, if they decided, you know what, maybe maybe we just need to kind of blow this thing up a little bit. Will Smith, I think, has a year or two left on his contract, and maybe you try and dump him to get rid of that that remaining money. Yeah. I don't know. Do they see that they have a chance? I haven't looked at the wild cards. I mean, it's, it's possible, right, like they, that you could look at. They're in a spot, right? They, they live in that no-man's land right now. Yeah, yeah. They, they really don't – I mean – the wild cards, the wild cards are going to come out of the West. It's going to be, you're going to have three. I mean, the way it's going right now, you're going to have three playoff guys come out of the West. It's going to be the Dodgers, Giants, and Padres in some some order, I think. Um, well, that, I don't know. That's, that's barring any either any of them having a, uh, some sort of collapse. True. Which. I gotta feel like the most likely of that to come down to a collapse would be uh, in all. It's gotta be San Francisco, right? Because that doesn't seem yeah, like they're the ones that I would see collapse. Like the Padres roster is too talented and put together. Um, uh, but then again, and same with the Dodgers. But then again, you know, just kind of to what you just said, Justin. I mean, when you look at it, Atlanta was in it, and last night happened. And now what are you going to do? Because like you said, you can't replace the top five player in baseball. And with Tatis's shoulder constantly bothering him, um, he's missed time twice for a shoulder. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going to come out of that group. Um, they, they seem to be odd. And the Giants just seem to be I, – I, it's hard to say they're overachieving because they've done it for, what, 80, 88 games at this point. Um, so doing pretty well. I think that their only weakness may be the guy running the show, but – so you're saying there's a chance. So I'm saying there's a chance. So I'm saying there's a chance. So yeah, no, you're right. So I mean, if you have three teams come out of the West, then really you're going to get the division winners from the East and, and the Central. Yeah. Back to the Braves, who sit at 500. They're still in second place. Uh, maybe, probably, this year might be lost. However, a tremendous amount of talent to carry you further into the, the future. So. It's hard, I guess. It would be hard. I guess, like, the guys, like you said, like, there, there's no shot Charlie Morton is in their future plans to win. Right. Same with probably Drew Smiley. <clears throat> Morton's gotten hot at the right time here to provide you some value. Right. He's not 28 and 60. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough call. Um, they're, they're in a in a really weird situation where that front office has to kind of has to pick a, a direction. Cause it, if they go, if they push their chips all in, it's, it's a winnable division, but 
taking into account the Acuna in, injury, how much, you know, how much does that take away? But then again, every other team is one injury away from the same sort of thing. The Mets, if the Mets lose DeGrom, then that that takes away a, a, a significant piece to their, mm-hmm. um, you know, to their chances. If if the Phillies lose one of either, let's say, Real Muto or or Harper, I mean, they've they've already talked about possibly being sellers at the deadline. I was going to say, I feel like they may need to. They're in a spot where they, of all the teams in the East, them and the Nationals to me are teams that have to make a decision on direction now. Yep. Because they they're both kind of stuck, and when you look at. Um, I was just trying to like, I don't feel like even Bryce Harper's having that great a year, right? I just don't feel like he's having that great a year. Um, and so, you know, even if he were to go injured, I don't know it would affect them. And I, again, that's another one that I don't understand how that team, uh, that team keeps flirting with 500. It doesn't make sense. Them and the Nationals both have relatively talented rosters, but not great rosters. They put themselves in no man's land almost. Um, you know, Juan so supposed to be the second coming of uh, Mickey Mantle. And what? Yeah. Out an average year at best. Now, yep. also only 21 years old. but Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's 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 a case of where you've got you've got five teams in that division who are all pretty evenly matched and who all play each other really tough and and it's just kind of nobody can really there there's no clear-cut best team there so nobody's really eking out ahead and then at the same time no team is really terrible like like in the west you have three teams beating up on two teams constantly. I mean, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are probably the two worst teams in baseball right now. And when you play, uh, hey, uh, even even so, I mean, the, the the Diamondbacks lost what, like 20, 25 straight games on the road? Yeah. Something the insane team, like that? Yeah, they're the only team with a worst <clears throat> percentage than the Baltimore Orioles. Um. And so you just so you have you have three pretty high caliber teams beating up on two really shitty teams constantly, just over and over and over again. I mean, you play the majority of your games against teams in your own division. So when when you do what good teams are supposed to do and beat the bad teams ninety nine percent of the time, I mean that those are just they're almost like free wins. You're like, oh, we're playing the Rockies tonight, you know. You're almost guaranteed that you're going to take two out of three or three out of four, and most of the time it's coming, you know, sweep. So I don't know. I don't. It's just it's it's tough without without a balanced schedule. Um, it's it's really tough. Um, you got to look at who who are the outliers that the Braves play in the second half. I don't I don't know. Right. Do they? You know, they've they've already played the Dodgers. Um, they've they've already played the Diamondbacks. They've already played the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Pirates. Uh, 
So I don't, I don't really know who, who in the second half outside of their division, who they play. So if they just keep sitting there treading water and keep, you know, playing 500 ball, I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to win well, that division. Here's, here's we're both looking at it right now. Here's what I'm going to tell you that is, is, is really bad. Uh, you guys come out of the all-star break just with the shittiest stretch of games. Uh, three at home versus Tampa, three at home versus the Padres. Then you go to Philly, New York, where the four – is that a five-game series with the Mets? A five-game series with the Mets. That's Yep, yep, because they had a rain out earlier, so they got to double up. Yeah, there's there's a stretch where they – I think when they come out of the All-Star break, if I remember, they play something – they don't have an off day for like a month. Um, and then after that New York series, they come home for Milwaukee – and the Cardinal, they go to the Cardinals. Then they come, and then they have the uh, the Nats come. Then they they catch a nice break after that, though, because then yeah, not really. Then the end of August, you have San Francisco at home. Then you hit the road to play the Dodgers. Yeah. However, the good news with that is, is you have a four game series with Arizona mixed in there. So that's interesting. I thought we were done playing Arizona, but that's. Well, you uh, that's right. That's right. We got to play at Arizona. Arizona came came to Atlanta and swept the Braves in three games, and then they then from there, that's when they started losing twenty five in a row on the road. It's like the weirdest thing. Came to Atlanta, beat the shit out of the Braves, and then proceeded to lose twenty five games in a row. Yeah, that that team doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, either. But the, I mean, they, they suck. But then you know, you brought up a good point there, and I think it's one thing, especially here. I know we've talked about a million times. When I say we, I mean here in this market, but also the three of us have talked about a couple of times is the prepos the, the, the preposterous nature of this current schedule. That's when I say current, the way it has been for the last what twenty some odd years of uh, oh, it's going to make it more interesting if you play more division games. No, it's not. Uh, it's not going to work. And trust, we've gotten to taste that for almost 30 years at this yeah. point. Um, having to play the, the Red Sox, Yankees, and Rays that many times. And now, the, granted, the Rays, it, it's, it's come and gone with them. And for the longest time, they were really bad. But having to play that unbalanced schedule uh, is it, not so much – I don't think about it as much in terms of the, the competitive piece. But I do think that it would help level out the idea of who is actually – be in the playoffs who's making the playoffs and who actually has a shot chance in the playoffs this right. why i still can't believe you know to your point san francisco i'm not a believer in because they've gotten to play the diamondbacks a bunch of times and the rockies a bunch of times but i've watched uh and although they've held their own the dodgers in, in a couple of seasons but then i look at like the 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 red sox the rays and the yankees have beaten the piss out of and have gone on to play other teams and still played very well. The Reds, right. to me, right now, God, I hate saying this, but they might be the best team in baseball. They might be the best team in baseball. And, and if they're a buyer and they can find a way to pull and another starter. Well, and they got they got Chris Sale coming back in the second half. That's right. So Chris Sale will be back. So, yeah, I mean, that's that right there is like making a, a you know, a deadline trade right there. Yeah, without having to give up anything. Um, and, and that's just looking at that division. But then, so if we go division by division here, right? So we look at the, we'll start with the American League East. If we look at the American League East right now, uh, you have the Red Sox on top. You have the Rays right behind them. You have the Yankees. I don't know what the Yankees are trying to do. That team is garbage, in my opinion. That, that's a, yes. that's 
that's a bad baseball yeah I, I quite honestly if i'm them and this may sound ridiculous but to me i, I see what you can get for aaron judge yeah yeah uh because that, that dude's not gonna stay healthy he's too big he a body to be that athletic healthy. yeah never stays healthy um I, I think that that's a good move for them but i don't know that they'll do that and toronto I don't know, man. That's a team that if it catches fire, it would be terrifying to play. Yep. Yep. Because they've only had, what, they've only had Springer for a month? Yeah. Because he's been hurt most of the season, um, which I think that's going to be like the running theme of everything we talk about here with teams has been injuries. It's been devastating with injuries this year. I know, like, with the the Fantasy Baseball League, I mean, it's been crazy to watch superstars going down. Mike Trout's still not back, right? That was six to eight weeks. He's not supposed to be back till after the all-star break. Um, yep. So there's that. So I don't know what you guys think, but I, I'm feeling like, uh, to me, Boston and Tampa probably coming out of the East playoff-wise, I would think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Toronto can catch up. I don't think the Yankees are good enough. And the Orioles being 26 games out of first place makes it a little difficult to make a hard charge. <laughs> Uh, and consider that so that's another one right so the the loss there talking on, on the Orioles <laughs> the first three starts of the year for Matt Harvey were like yes trade chip come July and boy he's probably getting DFA'd soon I believe so he has not pitched well since those first three starts yeah he he's awful he has the sure. the other day he has the worst ERA in baseball for a starter who qualifies with more than however many starts. Not surprised. Is that is he a victim of of, of the spider tack rule? No, 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 it was shitty before that. Yeah. Oh, it was shitty before that. Okay. Oh, yeah. it would be John Means would have been Yeah, that'll be the only thing, right? Is that's the only bright spot is John Means comes back after the All Star break, which is great. Um, anybody's a victim of it, he'd be. He might be. Yeah. It's a questionable play, no hitter. Yeah, there's just things his ball does from time to time. You're like, hey, man, what do you got going on there? Uh, but the bigger gut punch here comes to what the Orioles will do at the trade deadline with Trey Mancini. Yeah. Because sure. that conversation has picked up heavy. It has picked up heavy, and it's going to it's going to be tough to see how it plays out because they're going to have to go along if they can take the PR hit. That's what's going to be the biggest issue. Can he play right field? He plays first. He'll play first or the outfield. Um, so he's, he's versatile that way. And the dude's just a pure hitter. It, he is Nick Marcakis with power from the right side. Like the same type of player, identically the same type of player. Not the um, arm. No, no, not necessarily the arm. No. Um, but quality everywhere. Uh, great dude, everything. I mean, he's, he's, could he play right field? Yeah. The Braves could take him. It might be a good idea. I mean, cause there were, there were already rumors that the Braves were looking at him to play left field. Yeah. Um, and so now, kind of doubling down on when, when they lost, he, shoot, he who shall not be named to the uh, <laughs> finger, the finger and domestic violence incidents. <laughs> they were there were rumors about Trey Mancini to the Braves, um, you know, to, to make up for that lost production. And now I'd be curious to see if they would try and pull this off, losing Acuna. Or if, or if they would say, you know what, this is, this is too much. We're going to punt on this season and, and not give up anything. 
I think that's the key. They have to make that decision. Right. If they're going to punt on the season, if they think they right. still happen and, and what's their name that, you know, these guys that are have underperformed on the mound, come back and, and perform better. And they're like, Hey, look, we can still do this. It makes a lot of sense. You have the, I, I think that the Orioles are in a position with Trey Mancini that he doesn't want to leave. They could resign him after next year. Um, However, the question, you know, that they're in a position where they can sit and wait. This is the most his value will ever be because it's still a year and a half of control <clears throat> forever has him. Um, but I, I think that they're in a position based on, P- I mean, you know, I, I've had two people that I know go to Orioles games in the last week. And there were less than 8,000 people in the stadium. That's not good. And the only thing those people are coming to see is, you know, their beloved Trey Mancini. So to take that hit, it would have to be basically what I'm saying is the Braves would end up having to overpay. I think any oh, team would have is going to have to overpay. Any team will yeah. have to play. There has to be a top five prospect. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's not necessarily worth that kind of thing. And that's what would be the overpay. However, he's not worth, you know, two players and, and cash considerations. He's not that type of guy. But I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. You know, they had Freddie Galvis was going to be a, a piece to sell, and then he <laughs> blew out his quad. And if Scott was a piece, he turned out to be awful. He can't throw strikes. That's good. A lefty that throws 97 that can't throw strikes. That's great. He's the only one out of the bullpen who is a option to be traded now is Fry. Fry, and they don't want to trade him because he's young. So who knows? But uh, if, if you could put in a word uh, with the Braves to go ahead and fill an outfield spot with Austin Riley and have, you know, the fat Panda play third, uh, I just need, I need five games. <laughs> and then I can put him in my lineup all the time when Bregman comes back for beer. You, you might, you might see that because they did, well, they did call up Camargo to take um, Acuna's spot uh, on the roster. So you may see, Camargo at third and, and Riley take some reps in the outfield here before long, especially if they if they determine that, you know, if well, A, if they lose somebody else, if they determine that they're like right now they have uh Ahiri Adrianza playing right field today. Um, and he's not a traditional outfielder by any means, he's a utility infielder. Um, so if they if they go forward and they decide, hey, we're better off you know, putting Riley out and left, you might, you might get your wish. Yeah, I, I would, I would love that. It would be great, especially when Bregman, although Riley's been very good, my own fault for, for trying to pick him up. I thought he was still eligible for the outfield, but he only played four games last year. You need five. All right. So looking at the, looking at the NL or the AL Central, uh, what a crappy division. It's been nice to be in the division. Jeez. Is that a White Sox runaway? Uh, the White Sox are seven and a half games in front. Only on, I take that back. Cleveland is somehow over 500. That roster, that's just Terry Francona doing a great job of managing. That roster is not good. Yeah. They have a marginal ace in Shane Bieber. Marginal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I think the White Sox runaway that nobody else is coming out of that division. Um, and then uh, the West. The AL West is interesting just because you have three teams over 500. I don't think Seattle is going to be very good. But, again, I think that this is, you know, you have Houston and the A's. They're both pretty good. Um, You know, to me, the Red Sox take the East. Houston probably takes the West. And then the A's and Tampa are playing for that wild card spot. 
they're 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 going to do the playing game. I can't see anybody else kind of sneaking into that. Um, and then you look at the National League. We've talked about the division already for for a majority of this time, but like the NL East, I, I don't really feel good even picking a team who would win that division. Yeah, that's a cra- it's a crapshoot right now. Yeah, like it's you, you, talk, you go down all the way down to Washington, who's in fourth place, and they're only six games out. I mean, they're a they're, they're a Juan Soto boom second half away from being back in this. Yeah, yeah, that that's a that's a eight and two or a, a nine and one ten game spread where another you know the Mets is going are going five and five or four and six and and they're right back in it. I mean, that's all it takes for any for any team in that division, really. Yeah, um, Miami's not that far out. They're only ten games out. Oh, that would be weird. Somehow Miami pulls that off. Dude. But, I mean, it's not – it It wouldn't be surprising. They, they don't have a bad roster. They have really good pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, picking up Starling Marte was, was a huge deal. If, if Adam Duvall goes on one of his weird runs where he hits 10 home runs in two weeks, which mm-hmm. is not out of the question, he – you know, he can carry a team for a short bit. I mean, they, they don't have a bad team. They just have a shitty manager. I mean, <laughs> that, that's for sure. Fucking uh, Donnie, Donnie Baseball, he can get out of his own way. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. And that's what Kevin just said, made a good point. I mean, look at what they did last year in that little goofy, shitty season of 2020. Yeah, yeah. One of the division. That's the, the, and they got a lot it's of – rotation. You know, remember, I mean, that was the big thing when when Jeter's group took over and they went through that big yet again, another fire sale. and We're tearing things down. People were getting so upset. He was like, just have patience. Point looking at what he's putting together outside of his buddy, Donnie Baseball. You know, boy, you got to have some trust and faith in in the winning ways of Derek Jeter. He seems to have uh, put this stuff together. I don't know how much. Of, of a GM he is. I think he more just as president of baseball operations stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't their, their GM is, is, uh, is what's her name, isn't it? Uh, Kim Eng. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The lady. First, first female GM. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's right. Cause I remember when she got hired, they said that she was one of the ones in the running when they brought Elias in. Right. The Orioles were looking at bringing her in. Instead, they went with some crazy lady who does the announcing. She's not good. She's awful. Not she's a woman. People that are listening, there's only 10 of you that probably listen. It's fine. It's not because she's a woman. She's just a bad baseball announcer. Uh, so don't get grumpy with us. Um, looking at the NL Central, ugh, especially with news today that the Cubs have officially declared they are sellers. Really? Uh, yeah, officially declared today that they are sellers. Uh, they are listening to any and all players, which I thought was interesting. Because there was talks of uh, bringing Rizzo back to Boston. Yep. Back home. Rizzo back to Boston. Uh, Chris Bryant uh, being a, a prized possession to pull out of there. And the one that was weird to me is apparently Wilson Contreras is available. Really? Wilson Contreras is available, which is weird because that dude is only, I think, 27. Uh, and stud. I mean, so to me, there are deals to be made by teams to get back in this thing or and players to be had, which is good. 
Um, <laughs> I, I do think it's hilarious that the Cardinals brought in Arenado and brought Wayne right back and all this stuff and oof, they suck. <laughs> the, Card- the Cardinals are not good. And in the West, we know we have those three teams. I, I, I still think the Dodgers probably win that division. San Diego comes out and probably San Francisco. I don't see him holding on to the division lead. No way. So that's kind of what it is. Does anybody have a, uh, a thought or uh, a prediction on who you think uh, pulls this thing out? Takes it, takes it all halfway. Absolutely meaningless prediction. I'm going to go out on a limb and say San Diego. Ooh. I think San Diego can pull it off. Huh? I think they can. The whole thing? The whole thing. Well, Kevin stole my pick. Uh, so you can, you can take I guess, I guess out of that, I guess I'll go with the AL. I think, I think you'll see Tampa Bay make another run. Son of a gun. So you stole his pick. So he switches up and then takes my pick. So that's what I was going to say. I'm sticking with it though. I'm, I'm with you. I actually think Tampa, uh, like I said, I, I've got to watch a, a few games of Tampa playing even against other teams. I happened to be in Boston when Tampa was there, watched them play the Orioles, the one game I went to already this year. They're just fundamentally better than everyone. Yeah. And I think, I think they're the, they're the team. They're going to make one or two sneaky moves here at the deadline of picking up seemingly insignificant players but it's going to be guys who, who fit the, their, their puzzle just right and will push them over the edge. I don't, I don't know that they'll outright win the division, but um, all they have to do is just get in. All they have to do is just get in and wild card. And yeah, especially, especially with Glassman not actually having uh, as bad an injury as originally thought. Right. The chance of him coming back. Yes. You know, especially if they're making a run, it, it could be one of those scenarios where who was it? Didn't I, I feel like even they did it with David Price at one point in time, let him ride out through the playoffs and he ended up having, you know, surgery afterwards. Oh, hey, Misty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you got a lot of laughs there. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, ride it out and just, you know, go. And if it, if it works out, awesome. And if it doesn't, that's all right. They were planning on letting him have surgery and miss most of next year anyway. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. He was another one king of the uh, the spider tech. So, yeah, I still think that they're they're fundamentally the best. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, and we're going to let this guy outside since he's being so crazy. Right he wants now. to be involved. He does want he's to got be involved. Opinions. You've got no – you don't even care about baseball. Come on, go out there. Like the last podcast I did, the dog tends to become the star uh, as he likes to make as much noise as humanly possible while we do these things. Um, So moving on to kind of how players from the first half that have stood out, uh, is there really anybody else to talk about other than Otani? Nope. Is it? No. Like – He's I mean, it, it was it was there. There was some Vlad Guerrero stuff there for a little while, where he went on that little tear. But it's just been Otani has just taken over, and I mean, you you feel like he's going to be riding this wave through the home run derby too, and that he's just going to put on a show there. Otani is pushing pitches to change the way they pitch. Just to try to trip him up. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the video the video of that dude with the Yankees trying to vary his delivery just yeah, kind of throws yeah, timing yeah. off. The Yankee game, yeah. Yeah, the pitcher just doing all kinds of goofy stuff to do it. It's unbelievable. And it's it's, unbelievable. He he hits everything. I mean, he he's hit like even off like even lefties. I mean, he crushes lefties. Here he's yeah. got what he's got 34 homers and and I think a third of his home runs are off of lefties and he's not facing lefties a third even a third of the time you'd figure, but he's yeah. It was right before right before we jumped on this. I just happened to watch, rewatch the video yesterday, uh, or yes from yesterday or I guess it was two nights ago the home run in, in Seattle. That just went a mile. It put the ball where no one else has ever put it in Safeco. In Safeco. And that's what the announcer said. 11 home runs against lefties, slugging over 600 against left-handed pitching. Like, and then the, the stat that they put, was it through 70 games, his comparison pitching and hitting against Babe Ruth, and he's ahead. Ahead. Who was it from Baseball America that said he was the best high school hitter? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, that's – I mean, it's – he's uh, – What's crazy is, and I had this, I said this yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, actually at Ruffit. I don't even remember who I was talking to about it because not many people there would have talked about it. It might've even been roulette, but he said, um, you know, that we were talking about how great Otani was, might've been Derek. Um, and uh, I said, you know, while it is great and I'm enjoying this season, I hope that it just rides out and he has a great second half, does the same thing. And it's something we've never seen before, but, I'm going to slow the roll on the, uh, the, the Babe Ruth comparisons. Um, if he can do it for another season, please. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, uh, hey, anybody can have a great one season. Right. Um, Bryce Harper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's, here's one thing about Otani that I'm just – I'm looking at his stats right now that's maybe – a little bit concerning or, or at least kind of an outlier. Like, you know, he's, he's pretty solid across the board. If you look at everything, got a bunch of doubles, couple of triples, 33 home runs, 70 RBIs. Um, he's got 97 strikeouts in 297 at bats. So he's striking out about a third of the time. Mm-hmm. Not that that's necessarily, um, it's kind of, kind of goes along with what baseball is today. It's, it's a three outcome sort of thing. You either hit a home run, you strike out or you walk. Right. Um, but man, that, that is kind of a lot of strikeouts for as, as dominating as he is, he's really going up there, literally swinging for the fences every time. Yeah. That um, seems like, and it'd be fun to watch just to see. And I think you're right to see in the home run derby. Um, to see the show he's going to put on. I don't think Trey Mancini is going to put on a show. Uh, I, and all honestly, for trade value, I kind of hope so. It's a big stage. Show him you got some pop, man. That was a joke. Um, but yeah, especially with the balls not being in the humidity. humidor. And it's in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So in Colorado, no humidor, juiced baseballs. I mean, Shit, outside of letting them use metal bats, I don't see what else you can. I don't know that they, I don't know that they make an L screen net strong enough for me to ever throw a ball from behind it to a major league hitter using a metal bat. Yeah. I don't even care about the the 
the restrictions and, and everything they use now where they keep them so the velocity is supposed to stay below 100? Uh, no. These guys, I, I would be afraid to even have spectators in the stands trying to catch a line drive home run off a metal bat from one of these guys. Right. So that's interesting. Should, tell, tell, tell them what you just pulled up so there. I'll correct what I said. It was Sporting News that said, quote, he's basically like a high school hitter. Yeah. Yeah, from 2018. I, I think they're wrong. Yeah, maybe. And the scouts that said they don't believe Otani will be able to hit big league pitching, uh, I hope, aren't employed anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, they employed the hit the pitchers because uh, whatever he just did against the Orioles in three games was disgusting. I mean, for everybody else, he's on my fantasy team. I loved it. Dude, it was the highest scorer of the week. Because he hit like seven home runs in a three-game series against the Orioles or whatever it was. It was – yeah, it was crazy. But, hey, it's the new reason, you know, like I was telling Justin earlier today, or uh, it was on our group thing. I put it – I was like, you know, with Acuna getting hurt, uh, that, that marks off one of the other two games I was going to go to the rest of this year for the Orioles because yeah. the Braves are going to be here in August. And then two weeks later, the Angels are here. Uh, so Trout should be healthy. So it seems silly not to go to that game just to watch and see what happens. Right. Um, with that, but that's crazy. So there's a couple things in there too, that I want to get you guys opinion on and what you think, uh, we could do one, obviously I under, I, <laughs> we know Justin's opinion on this, but we'll go that way. The all-star game is in Colorado, uh, not in Atlanta. Uh, are, are there still massive protests in Atlanta? I haven't paid any attention. Uh, is there anything that's been done? Uh, no. Didn't somebody attempt to sue Major League Baseball? I don't know how that's going. I'm not going. sure how that turned out, but uh, were people arrested in uh, Colorado today uh, or yesterday. Yeah. Uh, were they from Atlanta? I don't know if they were from Atlanta or not. I didn't hear where they were from. Have you heard this story? No, I haven't heard this story. They just, yeah. just raided some hotel in Colorado outside the stadium uh-huh. with people that had caches of guns and ammunition. Yeah they, they had, yeah, they had 16, 16 long guns, over a thousand rounds of ammunition. And apparently one of yeah. one of the four guys that they arrested had made like a Twitter or, or a Facebook post saying, I'm going to go out, I'm going out in style or I'm going out guns blazing or something like that. The only one that was found was one of the maids was alerted. They saw something in the room. Yeah, she well, she saw the guns in the room. She went to clean the room and she saw the guns in the room and was like, "Uh, what's this?" What? Yeah. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah, so they're they're thinking. So the FBI raided it and arrested those guys, and they're saying it's you remember the the Las Vegas shooting, the guys from yeah, the, from the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're comparing it to that. Um, you know where they they think that that's what they were planning on doing. During the All-Star Game, or during at least the All-Star Game the festivities, which would have been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. at the stadium, too? Yeah, in that, area. in that area, yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm all for getting angry when things like, you know, what happened to the All-Star Game getting pulled out of Atlanta, which is silly, um, for being upset about it. But maybe, maybe yeah. on a shooting spree, yeah. maybe dial it back a few notches there. Because we like yeah. uh, down down about 78% there, squarely, Dan. <laughs> i don't like i don't know what's happening there but wow that's crazy so so we have that going on and then of course there's always uh uh, the fun conversation of discussing all of our love for fred for fred manfred um and how he's enjoying baseball uh i saw that the 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 stealing of first base 
uh, will continue to be used in minor league baseball. And stealing of first base. The stealing of first base. First base. So it's it's I believe, if you know better, I I, I believe what it is is that in any moment and any pitch, a batter can take off for first base. Internet knows all. Yeah, I was saying he'll look it up here in a second because I, I believe that's what it is, is that they can take off, but they can obviously make the play. And I believe it has to be after the pitch has been dealt. You can't um while he's in, you know, while he's in the stretch, just take off and run to first. Um, which which would be interesting, especially given that they're also moving towards uh it's been pretty successful if you find it. Yep. It says the rule states that the batter may steal first base on any pitch not caught in flight. And that the batter can be thrown out if he attempts to run. Ah, okay. So basically, if it's a pitch in the dirt, it's a wild pitch, wild pitch, right. or any of those, the pass ball, any of that, any anytime, they can take off and run first, no matter the count, no matter anything else. Which is, I don't know. I, I, I guess call me a purist, but that's not, that's not baseball. That's a different game. Yeah. Absolutely. Changing the rule of the game. And then the uh, – I don't know. I have not heard any reports on what was being instituted down at, like, the rookie ball level, which was – Bigger bases? Uh, no, not the bigger bases, but the uh, – well, they do have the safety bag at first, which is weird. I mean, granted, everybody outside of college and pro has safety bags now for first base, but uh, with the additional bag and foul territory so you're not getting feet caught up. But the other one is um, the limited amount. You can only throw over to a base a certain amount of times. Yeah. A limit. Right, right. Yeah. So you can only make two pickoff attempts. And then after that, which, which is silly because, I mean, as a base runner, you know, after that second pickoff attempt, you know, first move, boom, you're taking off. Even if he does yeah, attempt to pick off or anything, it's right? Small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'd automatically be called. That's crazy. Okay, so it's triple A is using the bigger bags. That seems odd. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of forget it. You know, I, I, I kind of get it, but I mean, that was the talk before, right? With bases, was going back to bags instead of the bases because bags hard. technically are a little more forgiving. And I think if I'm mistaken, the reason for the bigger bags is to promote. Going hitting more stolen bases. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the oh my gosh ideas behind it. I think that's my biggest issue with Fred Manfred is is, is if he's trying to do what the NFL has done, which is you know, oh more offense is better. Uh, no, I, there's not a top ten plays on Sports Center for the best double of the night. They want more offense, but they want to speed up the game. Right, which doesn't happen. Everything spectacular in baseball typically revolves around the defense. It's, it's the opposite. It's the polar opposite way of thinking. Uh, and it's just crazy to me that everything is geared towards the other way. It, it doesn't make sense. Um, it, that's why I was excited at the beginning of the season when we had all these crazy pitcher stats with the strikeouts and with everything. And then they're like, we're going to take away the spider tech, like, take away spider tech. But like, again, I will repeat my view on this. Cause I, I think it's got, I don't care in all honesty, if the guy throwing a hundred mile an hour missiles at me has better control of it go to town. Uh, if it's affecting the rotation or spin of the ball, so if you're scuffing it, if you're using, you know, Vaseline, all that crazy shit, Stop. even, yeah. Bart. Vagisil. Yeah, exactly. Bardol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little jalapeno up in there. <laughs> up there getting a lot of snot on the way out. <laughs> snot on the ball. <laughs> 
at my age, you got to do what you got to do. I'm going to arm my killers. Someday you will too. <laughs> um, You're saying Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? The um, the funny thing is, is so so they wanted to blame you know for for all of the crazy movement on the ball and all the spin and everything on the ball. They're trying to blame spider tack. Well, if you read about the construction of the ball this year, the ball has taller seams this year than in any previous year and they're it's like baseball why don't you standardize the baseball why don't you quit messing with the design of it mm-hmm. why don't you stop making it like why are you trying to make it so slick to begin with where people have to put something on the ball in order just to be able to grip it and throw it why are you making the seams so big and then blaming the pitchers for a ball that's moving so much more like it's not to me. I don't think I don't think it's a grip or a, a tackiness to the ball that's making it spin more. If you have a bigger seam to be able to put your finger on, and you're able to push off on that seam harder, number one, that's going to cause faster rotation. But number two, those seams are going to cause the ball to move differently more than putting something sticky on the ball. I mean. The stickiness is just so that the ball doesn't slip out of your hand. It's not, to me, that's not what's giving you more rotation, more spin, and more movement. It's the seams that are doing all of that. No, you're, you're right. And like here, like we went to uh, the base house game, minor league baseball, which all three of us attend more minor league baseball, it seems like these days, than, than major league baseball. But uh, a foul ball that I got off of there, right here. I did not steal it from a kid, although the kid that asked for it after I caught it, I did give him a defiant stare in the eye and directly said, no, it's mine. And yes, <laughs> he was true. only like 10. That I did. True. I did stare at the kid right now. He's like, maybe put his glove up. And I was like, no, no. Um, but uh, with this ball, and, and you can feel it, the ball is so slick. The, the seams stand way higher. And it, the ball is so slick, even though it's rubbed down in Mississippi mud or whatever it is, right? It, it, it's still super slick. So you're going to have to do that. And you're exactly right. It doesn't change that. What's funny is that Major League Baseball changed it and messed with the ball with the seams when they started to basically eliminate the baseball every single time a guy fouled it off his foot or whatever. Uh, I know when I was growing up and you could even like uh, uh, the biggest one I, I heard from and remember uh, your boy, John Smoltz there, you start about all. He gets so pissed when they throw the ball out because if a ball, Tom Glavin said the same thing in uh, that book uh, that John Weinstein did with him and Mike Mussina, Living on the Black. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what we talked about. Both of them talked about like those little scuffs and that little stuff, especially when the seams were so flat, they would use those to get better rotation on the ball. And then they started getting rid of that. And how did Major League Baseball adjust? Oh, higher seams. Uh, yeah, that, that that's what you're doing. And now you've got guys that are throwing at – you know, it's, it's the same thing as the offensive side of the ball where it is all launch angle and home runs. That's all that matters. So if you strike out, we don't care. Well, if you come up and you can throw 101 miles an hour, that's pretty much how we want our bullpen to be, right? It's all power. The crafty lefty doesn't really exist anymore, although Paul probably doesn't throw that. Um, but it, it doesn't happen. So what are you going to do about it? Uh, you know, oh, I don't want you to hold it as hard. Okay, well, these guys are throwing – Two minor leaguers in the last month have thrown the ball 104 and 105. Uh, there becomes a time when the human eye can't react fast enough. And I would prefer that when we reach that threshold, uh, if I was a player, especially, you know, a batter, uh, that eh, maybe that guy has a little control of what that projectile is coming at. 
Right. But oh, fact check and mud comes from uh, the Delaware River. The Delaware River? Yeah. The New Jersey side of it. Oh. Gross. <laughs> so much explanation. These balls are radioactive then. Oh. Does it smell like Jersey? Ugh. No. It smells like sweat and bad decisions. My God. That is awful. I, yeah. I don't know. I, it, it, that seems crazy to me that, the, that they are uh, doing that. And the, there's this crackdown on, on whatever they use to have a better grip. And then the, then the flip side of that is if you're a player that uses it, take the Adam Wainwright approach. Take the uh, Tyler Glass now approach. This is how you did it. Yeah. Don't. Take the Garrett Cole approach. No, it's not. Could you have had a worse answer? I don't know how to answer that. Pretty straight question, buddy. Oh, there you go. You think you just did? Yeah. It's... Inspection process. Yes. Oh, and, when and when you're checking knuckleballers, that, that's a little ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> I think we can all go ahead and say the best the best one thus far has been the Girardi Scherzer thing. Oh, that was so that was so good. And it was until somebody pointed out to me. I don't remember. I don't know, was it you that pointed out? Or somebody pointed out to me. said, did you notice, though, like Girardi did all that? And now one Phillies player had his back through that. <laughs> yeah. <whole time>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, Dick. It's, it's too bad for you. You're being ridiculous now. <laughs> sure. And then that was the same night that Ro- Sergio Romo dropped his pants. Pulled yeah, them all the way night. down. Yep. Right here. Check. Check away. Yeah. And then not to bring up a, a, a sad subject again, but uh, just because talking about things happening on the same night. Last night was a bad night for legs, huh? Uh, you know, Acuna blowing out the knee. Conor McGregor snapping his leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, a, not, a good, not a good Saturday night for legs last night for pro athletes. Yeah. Oh. And I'm assuming it was not pretty to see in person. I was just saw some of the highlights, but uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. The, it, this is going to be a very interesting season. I don't know how many of these big injured guys are, are going to be coming back in the second half. I know we know for a fact Trout comes back, Sale comes back. Um, we know for a fact Noah Syndergaard not coming back. Um, and then uh, somebody else just recently, a big pitcher that was rehabbing, just got shut down again as well. Um, I can't remember who it was, but I do know that uh, we know as Oriole fans, Hunter Harvey will be back and then hurt again. Uh, yep. Solid waste of a, of a first round pick there. Um, Means should be back. Means will be back, which I will be good. Starts. Which is good. Um, you know, uh, like I said, Glass now will be back, which which will be good. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who turns things around. Um, you know, I'm sure the Padres right now are super thrilled with Blake Snell, Kevin's <laughs> favorite pitcher of all time. He's been horrible. Yeah. Soroka was the other one who's not coming back. He just had his second Achilles tendon repair surgery. That is exactly what it was because it, it busted again, right? And, and yeah. 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 Walking, walking through the clubhouse. Achilles doesn't pop walking through the clubhouse. Yeah, there, there was something sketchy going on there. Um, there, there was... Because he had that, he had the surgery done last year, and then he had the revision surgery done back in 
like April or May because he was having some pain there and he didn't tell anybody about it for months. And so they, they opened it back up to do like a clean out procedure and the, the stitches, whatever stitches or sutures that they use to attach the tendon to the bone, his body was not absorbing them. His body was rejecting them. So whatever that material was. Um, so they had to go in there and clean all that out. And then he was back in a boot for like two weeks after that. And then the day that he got the boot off and he was walking through the clubhouse is when it popped. Sounds so, like a vigorous game of ping pong. <clears throat> something. Yeah. That's, that's where, you know, that like something, there was something more to the story there. Um, yeah. Somebody, somebody doing some, some horseplay, some, some jackassery, something like that. Yeah. Had to be, had to be the case. Uh, the, yeah, the, you know, it was, it was along the lines of the, the Jeff Kent. You know, oh, I was just washing my truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Jeff washing my truck or the uh, the Ubaldo Jimenez uh, pothole. That's what I was to bring up. That's a little different. That was really just old. Yeah, it was just like all of a sudden uh, when they couldn't figure out how to handle the Chris Davis situation, and he somehow came up with a torn labrum in his hip. Yeah, that's just and actually had surgery to fix it. And it's like that's what we're using. Yeah, yeah, we're just, really? right. I want to see the bill. I want to see the video of the surgery. Yeah. I mean, whatever whatever you can claim on insurance and maybe get some of that money back. Uh, that's my guess. Uh, <laughs> they seem to have a rough history, the Orioles do with this. They do. Albert Bell. Bell. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what ended his career. The, the arthritic hip that they apparently didn't with know about. Expensive contracts. Yeah, <laughs> with very expensive contracts. Uh, oh, God, I don't even want to go down that road again. Just thinking about, you know, Chris Davis, $161 because they picked him over Nelson Cruz and Nick Marcakis having a fourth year. Yeah, how did that work out for him? Uh, this, what's Nelson Cruz doing? What did I say? Six I, years later? Yeah, it, it, they're talking about, like, isn't I think, isn't he considered one of the biggest bats yet uh, out there that's going to be a seller? Because the Twins are sellers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Toronto maybe going after him. You imagine adding Nelson Cruz into that lineup. But no, that's you know it's it's funny. That's why I tell you. I did that math that one time, and it was you know they paid 161 million over seven years to Chris Davis. Uh, had they just made the complete different decision the year prior and said, "Look, we know Chris Davis is going to walk. We're going to let him get paid, but we're going to keep Nelson Cruz and Marquez here with that fourth year each." It would have been four years at a total of 116 million. Uh, and during that same four-year span, Chris Davis's average war, what did I say? I think it was like 1.2. And uh, Nelson Cruz and Nick Marcakis combined to average like a seventh. I think there was another situation where they didn't want to take the PR hit of losing Davis, not paying out for him. Which is the decision they made by not paying the others. It's true. You got to pay the other two first, but. Hey, uh, you know, I'll eat crow. I said after they didn't offer the fourth year to either one that it was okay. Did it too? I, oh, Dan Duquette. Son of a bitch. Never trusted Duquette. Never. All right, boys. Well, this has been fun. It's been good. That's been fun. Thank you. Yeah. See Justin's face. Yeah, he's seen Justin's face since... Uh... Oh, wait, we didn't see his face. We didn't see his face. We saw the green screen version of his face. Did you have a green screen at that time, or was that literally just the the camera? It was no. It was the camera. It was the 
whatever camera driver was screwing with my my laptop's video camera just was not working right and so um yeah I, I, I never I never found out what exactly the issue was. It was just one of those typical Microsoft fixes where I was like, well, let me just reboot my laptop a few times and see what happens. And now magically it works. Which, by the way, potentially one of the greatest memes you have ever sent. The Microsoft Word one? So great today, <laughs> where it said, got to respect the longevity of Microsoft Word. Nothing about it works, and it's still the standard. Want to move an image? Go to hell. Edit a PDF, edit your expectations. Ignore a spelling mistake. How about suck my dick? That'll be $150. <laughs> uh, Microsoft, glorious, broken piece of crap. Uh, as we do all of this on Microsoft. Uh, Zoom is not part of Microsoft Zoom. right now. No. They're on Skype. Oh, Lord. Yeah. What happened to Skype? Remember, that was Microsoft the thing. Oh, that's probably what happened to Skype. <laughs> How did the number one worldwide video conferencing system of Skype not profit off the pandemic? How did that happen? Because of Zoom and then Microsoft even developed, um, what's their other one, like GoToMeeting or something like oh, that? Teams. 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 That's right. Cisco does uh, GoToMeeting. Yeah. That's, that's Yeah. We use Teams all the time, and it's goofy. All right, boys. Well, this has been spectacular. Thank you both so much for being a part of this. Uh, this is only episode two of the uh, of the Baseball Boys podcast, so we'll definitely do this again as, as the season goes on. This will be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for listening, all 15 of you, whoever this might be. Uh, and anyway, that is – My viewership is going up. It was like four people last week, and it's like 15 this week. Just keep, that's exponential growth. I'm like Bitcoin, except the really bad generic version that the dollar store sells. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, all right, episode four over. Thank you all very much. Gentlemen, have a glorious rest of your weekend. Thank you, buddy.